Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. Well, if you're wondering why we didn't have an episode for you last week, I can assure you it wasn't because of any podcast fatigue or burnout after recording and producing two back-to-back one-hour episodes. Not at all. It's because, simply put, considering all the changes and updates that we have had in recent days regarding COVID-19 support grants for businesses throughout the country... If I had have recorded an episode and produced it for you last week, it would have been obsolete by the time I hit publish. Louis Bulzomi with you for the Southern Cross Business Advisors Shooting for the Stars podcast. This is our final episode in the current series of COVID-19 financial support episodes for individuals and businesses throughout Australia. Now, I only say it's final because it seems like now we have all things up to date with regards to announcements and support packages. That's despite the ongoing lockdowns in New South Wales, Victoria, and even the ACT. But also because of what Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg recently had to say on the ABC's 7.30 show a few nights ago when he was being interviewed by Lee Sales. Take a listen. There should be no expectations that the Commonwealth will continue to provide emergency economic assistance to the quantum, to the size uh, and the scale that we're doing right now. Billions of dollars are going out the door each and every week, um, but the country needs hope. The country has a plan. The the, uh, The premiers and the chief ministers agreed with the prime minister on that plan. And with the high number of vaccinations that we're now seeing, 309,000 in the last 24 hours alone, we now have that 70% target in sight. And that is what we should be shooting for. So going off that, it's fair to say that the Commonwealth Government's money tap will be turned off by the time Australia reaches 70% full vaccination. The states will then have to go it alone if they wish to continue to provide business and individual financial support. Not guaranteed, though. There's every chance that Josh Frydenberg, Scott Morrison and co could backflip on those words, but we'll just have to wait and see. Now, the past couple of episodes focused primarily on the business support available in both New South Wales and Victoria, and rightfully so, not just because the majority of our client base is located in either of those two states, and as a result, our main target audience is in New South Wales and Victoria, but because of the vast range of grants that are available in both states and the varying differences in eligibility criteria for each of those grants in both of those states, that led to a dedicated episode to both of those states. So it was only fair to do that. However, it would be absolutely remiss of me and totally unfair if I just simply dismissed the business support that is on offer in all the other states and territories. So that is what this episode will be dedicated to. Of course, we do have clients located in areas outside of New South Wales and Victoria. So this is the episode for you. We'll look at what is available for businesses in South Australia, in Queensland, in Western Australia, in the Northern Territory, in the Australian Capital Territory, and yes, even in Tasmania, where they have not gone into a second lockdown after the whole nation went into the first lockdown back in March and April last year. Yes, Tasmania also has business support related to COVID-19. 
But before we get to the other states and territories, I just want to quickly get you back up to speed with what's going on in New South Wales and Victoria because, as I said earlier on, there have been a lot of changes and updates in the last couple of weeks since we last spoke to you via our major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, The Podcast Index and RSS.com. Now, in New South Wales, from a business grant point of view, not too much has changed there. They're pretty much exactly the same. There's still the COVID-19 business grant, which was for the first three weeks of the Greater Sydney lockdown, but available for the entire state. And the current job saver payment and COVID-19 micro business grant. So everything's pretty much still the same there. The only real difference is that the lockdown has been extended. So when we last spoke with you, we mentioned that the lockdown was scheduled to end in Greater Sydney on the 28th of August. We all know that didn't happen and we didn't expect that that was going to happen. That's now been extended until the end of September. And in the time since we last spoke with you, all of regional New South Wales has been plunged into lockdown as well. And earlier today, Premier Gladys Berejiklian announced that their lockdown will be extended beyond this Saturday, the 28th of August, and will continue on until Friday, the 10th of September. So they're the only real differences there, which just means that the job saver payment and the COVID-19 micro business payments will continue on for that period of time. Go to Service New South Wales for even further information or go back to our New South Wales business episode and go through the greater detail there. However, there was a change made to the individual support in New South Wales. Now, if you recall our financial support for individuals episode, we touched on a COVID-19 test isolation payment as one of the three payments on offer for individuals. Now, that's a payment that is available when you go and get tested and then are required to self-isolate until you receive your result. So that could take a few hours, it could take two to three days. This payment compensates you for the loss of income for those days, so long as you aren't earning any income during that time and you don't have any personal or sick leave to fall back on. Now, that payment is only available in a few states. Victoria were the first to come out with that last year with initially $300, but now it's become $450. Uh, The ACT has something similar with $270 for those waiting for test results and $90 per day with a cap of $1,500 for people returning from a COVID-19 hotspot. So a little bit different to the standard $1,500 pandemic leave disaster payment in the ACT there. South Australia has this test isolation payment. It's $300. Tasmania also has something available for households that meet low income criteria, which is $250 per adult and $125 per child, capped at $1,000 per household. But now New South Wales has joined the fray. So when we recorded that financial support for individuals episode a few weeks back, New South Wales didn't have this payment existing in their support packages. Now they do. From the 13th of August, when you go and get tested, and you're required to self-isolate, you can apply for a $320 payment so long as you do meet the eligibility criteria and you live in one of the following local government areas of concern. Bayside, Blacktown, Burwood, Campbelltown, Canterbury-Bankstown, Cumberland, Fairfield, Georges River, Liverpool, Parramatta, Strathfield, and the following Penrith suburbs. Caddens, 
Claremont Meadows, Colleton, Erskine Park, Kemp's Creek, Kingswood, Mount Vernon, North St. Mary's, Orchard Hills, Oxley Park, St. Clair, and St. Mary's. Now, apologies if I got any of those pronunciations wrong, but all that detail is on the Service New South Wales website, service.newsouthwales.gov.au. Just search for the Apply, Test and Isolate Support Payment for more information. But in Victoria, it's a very different story as there has been a number of announcements made in the weeks since we dropped the Victorian business episode in relation to the extension of not only the Greater Melbourne lockdown to the 2nd of September, but now, as of last Saturday, the 21st of August, all of regional Victoria as well. So once again, the entire state in a unified lockdown until the 2nd of September. So as a result of what has gone on with lockdown six, the following announcements have been made. For those successful recipients of the Business Cost Assistance Program Round 2 or the Round 2 extension, they'll receive a $2,800 top-up payment per the announcement on the 6th of August, which is known as BCAP Round 3. For Metropolitan Melbourne businesses only, they'll get another $2,800 on top of that per the announcement on the 12th of August, and that's because Greater Melbourne continued on with lockdown while Regional Victoria did come out of lockdown for a short period of time. That's the reason why the Melbourne businesses get that additional payment. But now that both Regional Victoria and Metropolitan Melbourne are back in lockdown together, all businesses across the state that fall in the BCAP program will get a further $5,600, which is pretty much $2,800 a week from now until the 2nd of September. Originally, that was only going to be for Metropolitan Melbourne businesses, but because of regional Victoria now back into lockdown as well, that has been extended to the entire state. As far as the licensed hospitality venue fund 2021 and July extension are concerned, successful recipients of either of those grants will receive the following. Two lots of payments per the announcements on the 28th of July and 6th of August. One additional payment for metropolitan Melbourne-based venues per the announcement on the 12th of August, and a lump sum payment for the extended lockdown until the scheduled end of the 2nd of September, which that was originally only going to be for, again, metropolitan Melbourne businesses, but has now been extended statewide. Now, the amount of each of those payments is dependent on your venue capacity. So if your venue capacity is between 1 and 199 patrons, you will get... Two $5,000 payments initially, and then if you're in Metro Melbourne, an additional $5,000, and then a lump sum of $10,000. If your venue capacity is between 200 and 499 patrons, you'll get two $10,000 payments, plus an additional $10,000 payment if you're in Metro Melbourne, and then one lump sum of $20,000. And if your venue capacity is 500 plus patrons, you'll get two $20,000 payments, an additional $20,000 payment on top of that if you're a Metro Melbourne venue, and then a lump sum of $40,000. Also, there are new rounds open for both the Alpine Resort Support Program and the Live Performance Support Program for both presenters and suppliers. So for more information about those specific grants, go to business.vic.gov.au. But arguably the biggest announcement of them all has been in relation to the Small Business COVID Hardship Fund. Now, this was a grant that came about 
as a result of businesses who missed out on other grant funding because they didn't have an ANZIX code that was on the list for the BCAP program or they're not a licensed venue that qualifies for the licensed hospitality venue fund, et cetera, et cetera. So this grant came about as a last resort grant for businesses that can't get funding anywhere else. Now, there's still strict eligibility criteria to be able to qualify for this grant. However, at least one crucial element has been taken out. That's the ANZIX code requirement. So you don't have to worry about your ANZIX code that's tied to your ABN. You can still explore whether or not this grant is for you. So in place of the ANZIC code requirement, now there is the reduction in turnover requirement, just like it was for JobKeeper. So businesses that want to explore this grant, first of all, have to be registered for GST. So once again, those poor micro businesses that aren't registered for GST through no fault of their own miss out on this grant and will have to explore the COVID-19 disaster payment instead. But otherwise, you have to be registered for GST on and from the 28th of July, 2021 and hold an ABN on and from the 28th of July, 2021. As far as the decline in turnover is concerned, the minimum reduction percentage is 70%. So unlike the New South Wales grants currently in play where it's 30% and certain other grants across the country, this one is 70%, so quite a significant and sharp fall in turnover in order to be able to get the 14,000. The impacted period, otherwise known as the turnover test period, is any minimum two-week period chosen from the 27th of May 2021 up until, bear with me on this one, the 10th of September 2021. Now, at the time of this recording, it's currently the 26th of August 2021. So you're thinking, how does that work? How do we get two weeks into the future here? You know, do we play Nostradamus and look into a crystal ball to see that we're not going to make any money? Well, obviously you can't predict that. It's more so that that lines up with the close of applications for this grant. So the applications close on the 10th of September 2021 at 11.59. So you have up until that date to use in the impacted period for your minimum two weeks. That's all that that means. So if you're not eligible just yet, but you may fear that you will become eligible in the next couple of weeks up until that application close date, then you can use that extra period that's still to come, so to speak. However, you don't have to use just two weeks. You can use more than that if it means you're going to become eligible. So you can use three weeks, four weeks. You can use two months if need be, as long as it fits within that range of impacted period dates, starting from the 27th of May until up to the 10th of September, or right now if you are currently eligible. In terms of the benchmark period, otherwise known as the comparative period, you've got a couple of options here. For established businesses that were around back in 2019, you will compare with the similar period from the 27th of May 2019 until the 10th of September 2019. Now, notice I didn't say the same period because unlike with the New South Wales grants, you do have a little bit of leeway with regards to choosing the dates. So, Say you, you do two weeks and you do from the 1st of July 2021 until the 14th of July 2021, it doesn't necessarily have to be the 1st of July 2019 to the 14th of July 2019. You can differ a few days either side. However, 
if you deviate more than three days from the exact same period, you will be asked to explain why you have chosen those different dates. So just bear that in mind when you start preparing your application. So once again, you can use slightly different dates to compare and contrast. They don't have to be exactly the same like in New South Wales grants, but be ready for a please explain if you go down that path. Now for new businesses or those that were only just in their startup phase back in 2019 and didn't have a proper trading history to fall back on or businesses that were impacted by natural disasters or anything else of the like that forced them to not have a proper trading history during that initial benchmark period, they can use an alternative benchmark period that starts on the 1st of February 2021 and leads up until the 28th of July 2021. So you can use a similar two-week or more block during that period there. Now, there are three different types of application forms for this grant. There's the qualified agent form where, for example, us at Southern Cross Business Advisors would go into the Department of Jobs, Precincts and Regions portal and apply for the grant on the client's behalf. There's the business owner with a qualified agent form where the client themselves will go in and apply, but they will get a letter from us in order to support their application. And there's the business owner without a qualified agent form as well. Now, that one there is not currently open, but Business Victoria have invited business owners without a qualified agent or access to a qualified agent, so those who you know, look after their own tax affairs, so to speak, like sole trader accountants, to register their interest for the program using the link on the website. So what will happen there is DJPR will get in contact with those business owners and seek alternative arrangements to apply for the grant. So I'll take you through the application process. Now, for the purposes of this exercise, I'm going to go to the business owner with a qualified agent form. And I'm not going to go in full detail through this application because the majority of it is very similar to the business costs assistance program application. So if you want more information about the full application and the step-by-step guide, go back to our Victorian business support episode and listen in on the BCAP application process. But what I will do here is highlight the key differences between that process and this one. So skipping ahead to section three, the application details, this is where you will put in your impacted period and benchmark period dates as well as the turnover figures for both. So the impacted period, please provide the start date when the applicant business was most impacted by COVID restrictions known as the impacted period, between the 27th of May 2021 and the 10th of September 2021. Yes, we're looking into the future. Now, you will choose the start date for your period. So, for example, 1st of July 2021. And then in the next box, it says the number of weeks chosen in the chosen impacted period. This must be a minimum of two consecutive weeks. So, you just put the number in there. So, two is the minimum, of course but it can be three, four, five weeks, however long it needs to be in order for you to be eligible and meet the turnover decline threshold. Then you put in your GST turnover for that impacted period. Just the full dollar amount, no cents are required. Then when it comes to the benchmark period, you'll be asked whether or not the business was actively trading between the 27th of May 2019 to the 10th of September 2019. 
If you select yes, you can then just go straight to putting in the same starting date or similar starting date. If you're a few days, either side it's okay, but if it's more than three, you'll be asked why. But if you select no to that question, then another drop-down box will appear where you will select from the options why the dates in 2019 are not an appropriate benchmark for the applicant business. So the options are as follows. The business was very new and in a startup phase. A key staff member was sick, injured or took extended leave. The acquisition, disposal or restructure of the business or a natural disaster such as a bushfire, drought or flood. So once you've picked the reason that applies to you, you then go ahead and choose the starting date of the alternative benchmark period. So for example, the 1st of February, 2021, and then put in your GST turnover for that period. Then you will enter the reduction in turnover as a percent value using the following formula. Don't get spooked out if you're not a maths whiz. It's a very easy formula. And if you are a user of zero, there actually is a calculator that's built in to the zero program in your report section that you can use to help you. The formula is the number one minus, in brackets, the GST turnover in the impacted period divided by the GST turnover in the benchmark period times 100. So, for example, say you divide your impacted period turnover by your benchmark period turnover and you get a result of 0.1. You then take that away from the number one and you get 0.9. You multiply that by 100, you get a result of 90 and you put 90 in the box. So it really is that simple. It's just simple primary school bod mass. Brackets of division, multiplication, addition and subtraction. You then tick the next couple of boxes that attest that the benchmark period selected is representative of normal business operations and confirming that as a direct consequence of COVID-19 restrictions, the applicant business has experienced a reduction in turnover of at least 70% for a minimum consecutive two-week period compared to the benchmark period entered above. After that, you'll then attach the letter that's provided by your qualified agent. And then down the bottom, you will put in the details of the qualified agent who has specifically signed off on the letter. Now, the qualified agent will provide you their professional body membership. So the options here are CPA Australia, the Institute of Public Accountants, the Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand, the former CA, Institute of Certified Bookkeepers, Australian Bookkeepers Association Limited, the Association of Accounting Technicians Australia Limited, the Tax Institute, the National Tax Agents Association or the NTAA Plus, and Tax and Super Australia. They'll also provide you their professional membership number and their registered tax or BAS agent number. So you fill in those fields accordingly and then continue on to do your proof of identity, then tick off what you'll use the grant money for and then put your bank details in and you're done. Now on section five, where you tick the boxes as to what you will use the grant money for, in the BCAP application, this is where you put in your story as to how you were impacted by COVID-19. Now, notice in this application, there's no box for that. You don't have to put your story in right now. However, just bear in mind that you may have to be prepared with a story should the DJPR wish to seek further information. And then once you've gone through it all, you do your declaration and agreement, do your review of all your information that you've submitted, and then click submit and just wait patiently as the DJPR does their job to process your application and give you a result within the suggested 15 business day turnaround. Now, 
For further inquiries, or if you are concerned about the status of your application, especially if it goes beyond the 15 business days, don't hesitate to contact Business Victoria on 132215 or email them at COVID19programs at ecodev.vic.gov.au. That's COVID, the number one, the number nine, programs at ecodev.vic.gov.au. Oh, it's over already? You're playing the end music already? It's only been 25 minutes. Wow. So we're back to our average time for a Shooting for the Stars podcast episode. How about that? Well, that's shocked me, especially if the last two episodes were anything to go by. Well, that uh, brings to a close everything that you need to know about the current COVID-19 financial support measures for individuals and businesses around the country. And wait a minute, wait a minute, around the country? I've only mentioned New South Wales and Victoria. <laughs> jeez, jeez, there's more to Australia than just those two states, isn't there? Oh, how, what a goof, what a goof. How could I forget? That's the whole purpose of this episode was to look at the other states. <laughs> Maybe I have suffered from podcast fatigue and burnout. I apologise profusely to South Australia, Queensland, Western Australia, the Northern Territory, the Australian Capital Territory and Tasmania. How could I forget about all of you? Well, this is your time to shine now. Let's turn the focus on you. First of all, we'll go to the state that's a little more than just half an hour behind, South Australia. We have no alternative but to impose some fairly heavy immediate restrictions to take effect from 6pm tonight. South Australia moves into lockdown. One of the uh, things which I know is absolutely critical to people who are suffering quite significant uh, restrictions at the moment, business and individuals, is compensation. Now, we heard uh, yesterday that there's been a declaration, a hotspot declaration by the federal government, and that will provide some income relief uh, for people in those areas, uh, Adelaide Metro, Gawler and the Adelaide Hills. What I can announce to you today uh, is that we will be extending that uh, income relief statewide, so country people will also enjoy the same benefits uh, that the people uh, in the hotspot declaration uh, will be uh, enjoying. And I. We do this because we know uh, that this can move very quickly and we do, from a health perspective, uh, want to include uh, Country SA in the lockdown. It's not fair for them if they don't have that uh, income support, that disaster income support, so that will be extended statewide. In addition to that, uh, the Treasurer in a few moments' time will be announcing a $100 million uh, business support package. Uh, this is going to support businesses who are suffering very significant reductions uh, in their turnover uh, because of these restrictions. That was South Australian Premier Stephen Marshall announcing the last lockdown that South Australia has been in back on the 20th of July, which lasted seven days. Now, in relation to the COVID-19 disaster payment, Unfortunately, the applications closed back on the 17th of August for that one-off payment. However, when it was available, it was available for the entire state of South Australia as opposed to just the federally declared hotspot of Greater Adelaide. Now we'll hear from the South Australian Treasurer, Rob Lucas, who will take us into a little bit more detail regarding the business grants that were announced on the 21st of July. This is the government's decision in relation to a lockout of duration of seven days. Um, we obviously hope that's the end of 
the lockdown uh, for seven days. But however, should it be uh, continued, as has occurred in New South Wales and in Victoria, uh, the government will make further announcements in relation to uh, levels of ongoing assistance after that. And secondly, as we did last year, um, particularly if the lockdown was to go for any longer period, where there are particular industry sectors that might have particular submissions, uh, we considered them separately last, uh, last year and we will continue to do so this year as well. They're, they're two separate grant programs, so uh, we would treat them separately. Obviously, uh, the business and the owners of the business uh, are one particular entity and they are eligible or not eligible for uh, the small business grants that we're, we're offering. Uh, but if you're an employee or an individual within that particular uh, um, business, uh, you're entitled to be considered for the uh, COVID-19 disaster payment, either paid by the Commonwealth or paid by the State Government. The $3,000 grant for businesses is for those with a payroll of less than $10 million. Um, for businesses larger than that, nothing? Not for this first round of grants. Last uh, year, the two rounds of grants we provided, we only provided assistance for uh, small businesses up to $4 million in payroll. Uh, we've extended it this time. The other thing that we've done this time, which means we're going to have a significantly larger number of potentially eligible businesses, um, is that um, um, we have broadened the definition of sole traders that might be eligible. Uh, people, companies or businesses that don't employ people um, was restricted last time. I think the total number of grants for our first round of program was around about 20,000. Our best guess estimate at this stage is that there might be potentially up to 50,000 uh, businesses. So we've massively broadened uh, the, the range of businesses that might be entitled to this particular uh, grant. Uh, it's a broader category than exists in even New South Wales and in Victoria because in New South Wales and Victoria They've used industry classification codes to restrict payments only to businesses within those industry classification codes. Uh, we're not using that to restrict the numbers. We're leaving it right across the board, uh, irrespective of your industry classification code. Uh, if you're COVID impacted, uh, then uh, you're entitled to be considered eligible for the grant. Last time you were hesitant, you said you were hesitant to do that because you didn't want anyone who's got an ABN who mm. claims to be running a business out of their study at home to be um, applying for it, what, what's changed and why can they now apply? Um, we're much more generous this time around. Um, uh, the, we were uh, cautious with the taxpayers' money um, last year, but we've seen that uh, states in other jurisdictions have broadened the eligibility criteria in relation to uh, the sole traders. They've restricted it in terms of the industry codes. Um, but we've accepted the fact that in most other jurisdictions they've now accepted the fact uh, that there may well be some uh, individuals in the circumstances that you've outlined who'll get a grant who perhaps are not entitled to get the grant uh, but in the interest of getting cash out there protecting as, as many businesses and jobs and individuals and households as we can uh, it's in our best interest collectively in terms of the state's economy to get as many of these businesses uh, uh, surviving and thriving as we can uh, if the lockdown only uh, lasts the seven-day period as we wish, uh, then they'll be able to move on and move on quickly, and knowing that they've been reasonably compensated for any losses in the seven-day period. So you might be a grumpy treasurer, but you're feeling generous. No, grumpy. I didn't say grumpy. I said miserable. Oh. I'm a miserable old treasurer, yeah. <laughs> well, if he was that generous as a miserable old treasurer, I can only imagine how generous he could have been if he was actually happy. Uh, anyway, some nice, friendly banter there from the South Australian Premier, Rob Lucas. Certainly need more of that lightheartedness in these trying times indeed. But anyway, on to the serious stuff now. 
And that is the grants available for South Australian businesses. There are only two types of grants, one for employing businesses and one for non-employing businesses. So eligible South Australian small and medium businesses impacted by the latest COVID-19 restrictions can access a one-off $3,000 emergency cash grant for employing businesses and a one-off $1,000 emergency cash grant for non-employing businesses to help cover operating costs such as rent, power bills and suppliers. Now, to be eligible for the $3,000 grant, a business must, as at 12.01 a.m. on Tuesday, the 20th of July, 2021, be located within South Australia and employ people in South Australia, have a valid and active ABN and be registered for GST, have annual turnover of $75,000 or more in the 2021 financial year or the 2020 financial year. And there is an alternative test to that for new businesses that didn't operate for the full financial year in either of those periods. Have an Australia-wide payroll of less than $10 million in the 2020 financial year and have experienced at least a 30% turnover reduction in the week of Tuesday the 20th of July 2021 to Monday the 26th of July 2021 inclusive. And that's compared to the week prior. So Tuesday the 13th of July 2021 to Monday the 25th of July 2021 is the comparative period. Now, to be eligible for the $1,000 grant, a non-employing business must meet that same criteria, excluding the employment requirement, of course. Now, an important thing to note here, and the Treasurer did touch on this, employing businesses that have employees who got the COVID-19 disaster payment for that one week of lockdown are still eligible for the $3,000 grant in spite of that. So remember, this is not JobKeeper. The COVID-19 disaster payment is a direct payment from the Commonwealth Government, if it's a declared hotspot, or the State Government, if it's not, direct to the individual or employee. It bypasses the employer and business altogether. So the business can still get the full grant irrespective of that. However, for non-employing businesses, if they have received the COVID-19 disaster payment for that week, they are actually ineligible to receive the $1,000 grant. So they would be double dipping in that sense. Applications for this grant close at 11.59pm on the 30th of September 2021. Now to apply, you go to the Department of Treasury and Finance website, treasury.sa.gov.au. You'll see a blue banner at the top that says support for businesses, jobs and the community impacted by COVID-19. Click the button that says find out more here. Now if that particular banner disappears and you see the 2021 2022 state budgets, okay, you can click and drag that banner back to get the right button for you to click. So you click find out more here, you should have a page that says support for businesses, jobs and the community impacted by COVID-19. You scroll down, top of the list, the COVID-19 business support grant July 2021, click on that and then click on the application link, which will take you to the Revenue SA online confirmation checklist. So just Read all that to make sure you have all that documentation on hand, your ABN, your most recent BASs, business activity statements, your bank account details, and a valid email address to use for the application because you'll get a specific security code that will be sent to that email address in order to verify that it is valid. Now, non-for-profits that are not registered for GST will be required to attach evidence that their turnover in either the 2020 financial year 
for the 2021 financial year is above $75,000 in order to apply. And remembering that for non-for-profits, there's no requirement to be registered for GST until they go above $150,000. So they would just have to provide evidence of that to be able to qualify for this grant if they're not registered for GST. Now, the application must be completed by the following people. In the case of a business that is a sole trader, the sole trader. In the case of a business that is a partnership, one of the main partners. And in the case of a business that is a body corporate or a company or a trust, a director, secretary, public officer or equivalent of that. For example, a trustee of a trust. It is permissible for an agent such as an accountant or lawyer to submit the application on behalf of the business, provided they have been instructed to do so. So there's no issues there either. Click the box in the middle to turn it blue with a white tick and then click on next. And this is where you will enter your email address in order to generate a security code that will be sent to your inbox. Once you receive that code, plug it in the bottom line and then click next. This will take you to a series of questions. First of all, the business has an ABN. Obviously, you'd say yes to that. Business had turnover greater than $75,000 is the next question in either 2020 or 2021. So normally, you would click yes to that. But if you are a startup or a business that had less than one year's trading history in both of those periods, then what you'll be required to do as per the grant guidelines and frequently asked questions is to annualize your turnover. So for example, if you're only trading for three months in the 2021 financial year, you would simply divide by three and then times by 12, or even simpler, just times your turnover by four to see if that becomes an annualized figure of above $75,000. And if it does, happy days, you can click yes and move forward. The business had total Australian group payroll of less than $10 million in the 2020 financial year. You click yes to that. At the time of lodgement of this application form, the business is a going concern and was operating in the state of South Australia on the 20th of July, 2021. Yes to that one. If you say no, then you're in the wrong jurisdiction to begin with. Question five, have you experienced at least a 30% reduction in turnover? You're wasting your time if you say no to this one, so just click yes. And then question six, the business employs staff in South Australia. And to be considered an employee, staff must be under the control of the business and have income tax and superannuation paid by the employer. So no contractors or subcontractors are eligible in the employee headcount here. So unless you withhold tax from them and also pay super. So if you click yes to this, then all you need to do is then click the box that says that the business does not engage in illegal activity and then click next and go forward. If you click no to say you're a non-employing business, you'll get a warning that says that you're not eligible to apply if the person associated with the business and who derives income from it is eligible for, has applied for, or is receiving the Commonwealth COVID-19 disaster payment. So then that question will pop up. If you say yes to that, then you cannot move forward with the application. If you say no, then you can keep going. Moving on, you then put in your ABN and then click the verify box, which will then pre-fill your name and trading name and the form of entity that you are. So you won't be able to toggle between sole trader, individual organization, partnership or trust if you click the verify button and everything works for you because obviously the ABN is tied to that specific type of entity for tax purposes. 
The preferred business name is optional, but it will pre-fill with your name or trading name in that box. So if you want to change it, by all means, go ahead, as long as it still obviously ties into what your business identity is. Then you go to, is the organization a not-for-profit? You would click yes or no accordingly. You don't need to put in a website address, but you do need to specify the nature of your business operations. So a little explanation as to what it is that you do. It could only be a couple of words. It might be a full sentence. Go for your life there. If this is a trust, you would put the name of the trustee in the next line. Otherwise, you go on to your address details. So you would put in your organization's physical address and ensure that it is a South Australian one. It doesn't flag you, though, if you do put in another state's address or even an overseas address, I've found, which is interesting, but you would think that you would get knocked back on that basis anyway. So it would be like, okay, well, you think you can fool us? Well, we'll fool you in the end when you're waiting there for your money and we then turn around after a few days and say, nope, you put in an address that's outside of South Australia. So interesting that they don't flag you on that one. But anyway, the other options are there. Maybe just to try and bluff you a little bit. So call the bluff and make sure that you do put in a South Australian address, okay? Then you've got the contact details of the authorised officer or agent. So it's either yourself as the main applicant for the business or an authorised agent such as an accountant or lawyer. Now, you only have to put in your mobile number. You don't have to put in a direct phone line or fax number as long as you've got at least the mobile phone number in there, but you can put in the direct landline if you want. As long as you put in your given name, your surname and your role within the business. They are the three main mandatory fields along with at least one contact number. Then if you selected that you're an employing business, you will put the number of employees in South Australia that you have. Then you're on to the good page, the fun page, the payment arrangement page. So where you put your bank details in. This is a unique one here because when you type in your BSB, it actually shows a list of all the legal BSBs and valid BSBs in the entire country, which is amazing. So uh, you can have a little bit of fun with that, but on a serious note, it does provide that extra layer of security to make sure that it is the correct BSB that is linked to your bank account and the bank branch that you opened it at. Then you put your account number in and then you'll be asked to verify that account number. Again, another very important security measure. Then you click next and this is where you will upload your most recent BAS so you can get a printout from your business portal or if you're using an accountant, the tax agent portal or BAS agent portal respectively. And one other recent business activity statement where available and other supporting documentation, for example, to demonstrate your annual turnover is greater than $75,000 if you're a non-for-profit. Once you've done that, then click next and then do your declaration to say that everything in this application is true and correct. Then hit submit and then sit back and wait until the Department of Treasury and Finance comes back to you with hopefully a good answer that you will receive your money. And speaking of money and generosity, well, it's fair to say the miserable old treasurer was bit more of a happier treasurer on the 9th of August when he, along with Premier Marshall and Prime Minister Scott Morrison, announced a jointly funded Commonwealth and South Australian government cash program, which is extra cash grants for businesses that have been severely impacted by ongoing restrictions, not so much lockdown, but ongoing capacity limit restrictions and density requirement restrictions 
as a result of COVID-19 and the management around that when lockdowns are lifted. For example, you know, cafes and restaurants having a specific cap on how many patrons they're allowed in, gyms as well, hairdressers, that kind of thing. So pretty much similar to what is going on with the Victorian Business Cost Assistance Program. You have to look at the eligible list of ANZIC's classes to see if your ANZIC code is on that list in order to be eligible for this grant. Now, the amounts are the same as the other business support grant, $3,000 for employing businesses and $1,000 for non-employing businesses. But there's also a further grant of $1,000 available for eligible employing and non-employing businesses with a commercial premises located in the Adelaide CBD, i.e. with a postcode of 5000 So there's a little $1,000 bonus if you are in the 5000 postcode. So to be eligible for this grant, a business must at 12.01am on Wednesday the 28th of July 2021 be located within South Australia and employ people in South Australia have a valid and active ABN and be registered for GST. Now, bear in mind, there's no requirement to be over $75,000. The GST registration is enough. Have an Australia-wide payroll of less than $10 million in the 2020 financial year. As mentioned before, operate in an eligible industry sector identified in a list of eligible ANZIC classes and have experienced at least a 30% reduction in turnover due to the restricted trading conditions over the two weeks from the 28th of July 2021, which was the commencement date of the trading restrictions, to the 10th of August 2021. This is in comparison to the average fortnightly turnover in the June quarter of 2021, so prior to these restrictions being put in place. So just remember that. Now, these applications opened back on the 13th of August and they close at midnight on the 17th of October 2021. Now, the miserable old treasurer, uh, question mark as to whether or not he really is that old. He's only 68 years of age, but he calls himself miserable and old, so we'll run with it. <laughs> anyway, his generosity continued on on that day. He didn't stop at just that extra $3,000, $1,000 payments. He also announced, along with the Premier and the Prime Minister, a major events support grant in the same ilk as Victoria's impacted public events support program with a few slight differences in terms of eligibility. Now, it's a jointly funded Commonwealth and South Australian government grant of up to $25,000 for the operators of major one-off events impacted by the COVID-19 lockdown in July or subsequent trading restrictions. Now, to be eligible for this grant, a business must have a valid ABN and be registered for GST, have an Australia-wide payroll of less than $10 million in the 2020 financial year, must employ people in South Australia, and must be the organiser or operator of an event that either commenced on or prior to the 20th of July 2021 and was required to be cancelled or postponed as a result of the South Australian lockdown and further restrictions, or was scheduled to be held over a period of the lockdown or restrictions from the 20th of July 2021 to the 10th of August 2021 and has been cancelled or postponed as a result of the restrictions. The event needs to be a one-off event with an approved COVID management plan or a COVID safe plan catering for over 1,000 combined capacity in one or across multiple locations. Now, bear in mind that entities with an ongoing COVID-19 management or safe plan for regularly scheduled events are actually not eligible for this grant. So there's an interesting little twist to the tail there. So be mindful of that when you look to apply. And finally, 
the organisational business needs to have incurred a non-recoverable financial loss as a result of the cancellation or postponement of the event. And this amount has to be greater than $25,000 to receive the full grant. Now, any of these businesses that have also received the COVID-19 business support grant July 2021 and or the COVID-19 additional business support grants that we mentioned a little earlier on, will have these amounts deducted from the major events support grants. So say, for example, you received 3000 and then another 4000 because you're in the Adelaide CBD and your business is on one of the uh, ANSIC codes lists, then you will have that $7,000 deducted from the twenty-five and receive $18,000. Applications are now open for this grant. However, you don't do it through the online Treasury and Finance portal. You actually have to download the major events grant application form and fill out the seven pages on that form and then submit it back to the COVID-19 support fund inbox by midnight on the 17th of October, 2021. So the email address for that is businessandjobssupportfund at sa.gov.au. So that's the email address that you send your completed major events grant application form to. Okay, now let's look at the sunshine state of Queensland, who have had a couple of snap lockdowns in recent months that have led to the recent business support that has been announced by their treasurer, Cameron Dick. First of all, Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk announcing the three-day snap lockdown on the 29th of June and then followed by the Deputy Premier, Stephen Miles, who announced the three-day lockdown, which then became an extended lockdown on the 31st of July. From 6pm tonight until 6pm on Friday, South East Queensland, Townsville City... Palm Island and Magnetic Island will go into lockdown. Just now, the Premier chaired our daily COVID meeting. We received the advice of the Chief Health Officer and the Premier has ordered that we move strongly uh, and implement all of uh, the uh, restrictions advised by the Chief Health Officer. We must go hard and go early. And so from 4 p.m. today, the 11 LGAs that currently have mask wearing requirements will go into lockdown. This will be the strictest lockdown that we have had. And it wasn't just Southeast Queensland that had to endure the strict stay at home measures. A few days after that announcement from Deputy Premier Stephen Miles, the far north Queensland region of Cairns also went into a snap three day lockdown. So as a result, of all of those lockdown announcements, there were announcements to help support Queensland businesses. Here is the Treasurer, Cameron Dick. Now we've had two lockdowns in the space of one month, and that just hasn't allowed Queensland businesses to be able to recover from the impact of the first lockdown. So today I'm announcing a $260 million package to support Queensland businesses, particularly small and medium-sized enterprises. We'll be opening a 2021 COVID uh, business support grant program. That'll be $5,000 uh, $5, grants available to Queensland businesses, not just businesses in the lockdown area. That'll be available to all Queensland businesses. And that recognises the impact 
that the Delta variant has had on those businesses because it stopped the uh, uh, visitors, it stopped the tourists coming from other parts of the country who are also in lockdown. So those grants will be available to Queensland businesses. In the lockdown uh, area, in the 11 local government areas, we'll also be ensuring those grants are available to large businesses who operate in the hospitality and tourism space. Uh, they will be supported through these grants as well. So that was the initial round of funding announced by Treasurer Dick back on the 2nd of August, but when that lockdown got extended and then went into far north Queensland and the Cairns region in particular, Treasurer Dick came back out with some more money thanks to his old pal Treasurer Frydenberg and made this announcement on the 10th of August. That's why today on behalf of the government I'm pleased to announce another $70 million in business support and business benefits that will flow to Queensland businesses and industry at this time. Uh, what we've been doing is working closely with business and industry leaders, including uh, leaders of uh, peak industry bodies and business bodies, and I want to thank them for the support they've provided to the government. Uh, that's deep and ongoing engagement we've had with those uh, individuals and those stakeholder groups. I also want to thank the economic team and the government, the Deputy Premier, the Minister for Tourism, Sterling Hinchliffe, and the Minister for Small Business, Di Farmer, for the contribution they've made to this package as well. So this package has been tailored to best meet industry's needs. It includes a number of initiatives, payroll tax deferrals uh, for uh, tourism and hospitality uh, businesses in particular, and that's the focus of this package, tourism and hospitality uh, businesses who are doing it tough, uh, if they declare they've been impacted uh, by uh, the lockdowns. Uh, we're waiving, refunding or deferring a range of fees and charges across government for uh, eligible tourism and hospitality businesses across the state for 12 months, so for this financial year, until the 30th of June 2022. There's a range of fees and charges we'll be uh, refunding or waiving. Uh, we're waiving or refunding all liquor licensing fees for tourism and hospitality businesses for this financial year. That'll be a benefit uh, of around $22 million alone for business uh, and industry in the tourism and hospitality space. Uh, we're also extending our $5,000 business support grants to all large tourism and hospitality businesses across Queensland. And the government is also setting aside uh, $20 million for a COVID cleaning rebate. The government will pay uh, 80% uh, of small and medium-sized businesses uh, cleaning costs if they are a COVID-exposed site, up to a maximum of $10,000. Uh, so we hope that will help uh, businesses who may become COVID-exposed sites. Unfortunately, I don't have the audio where Treasurer Dick mentioned further increases to those $5,000 grants that he announced back on the 2nd of August, thanks largely in part to engaging with his old mate, Treasurer Frydenberg, and getting some money out of the Commonwealth coffers. Anyway, if you go on to the business.queensland.gov.au site, so business.qld.gov.au, you will see the 2021 COVID-19 business support grants for lockdown-impacted businesses in Queensland. And the available funding amounts are as follows. So for employing Queensland small businesses and not-for-profit organisations with a payroll size of less than $1.3 million, they can get up to $10,000. For employing Queensland medium-sized businesses and not-for-profit organisations with a payroll size between $1.3 million and $10 million, they can apply for $15,000. And for employing Queensland large-sized tourism and hospitality-focused businesses and not-for-profit organisations with a payroll size of more than $10 million, 
they can apply for $30,000. Now, non-employing sole traders based in Queensland have not been forgotten either. They'll receive $1,000. So the main eligibility criteria is that you need to have a turnover of more than $75,000 per annum if you want to go for the $10,000 or the $15,000 grant and have the annual payroll in Queensland accordingly. So once again, $10,000 grant, it's less than $1.3 million and $15,000, it's between $1.3 million and $10 million in payroll. You need to have also been impacted by the Southeast Queensland lockdown commencing the 31st of July, 2021, or the Cairns and Yarraba lockdown that commenced on the 8th of August, 2021, or any other Queensland lockdown that was announced in the month of August in 2021. Now, you don't have to be located in any of the lockdown areas in order to be eligible for the grant. Remember, this is available to the entire state of Queensland. As far as the large tourism and hospitality businesses with a payroll of more than $10 million, they need to be specifically operating in the tourism and hospitality sector and have a turnover of more than $75,000 per annum and also have been impacted by those same lockdowns. Detailed eligibility criteria is as follows for the employing businesses. They need to obviously employ staff, have an ABN that was continuously held from the 30th of June 2021, be registered for GST, have headquarters based in Queensland, so their principal place of business is located in Queensland and have been trading since the 31st of July 2021, not be insolvent or have owners or directors that are insolvent or in undischarged bankrupt, and have an annual payroll of not more than $10 million except for those large businesses and not-for-profit organisations operating in an identified tourism and hospitality sector during any of the 2018-19, 2019-20 or 2020-2021 financial years. As mentioned, have an annual turnover of over $75,000 during any of the 2019, 2020 or 2021 financial years. Now, for businesses that have recently started, they can provide financial records to show that they will reasonably meet this turnover requirement this financial year. So no issue there for new businesses. They need to also demonstrate that the business or not-for-profit organisation was directly or indirectly impacted by a lockdown event and also demonstrate or declare a reduction in turnover of 30% or more during a nominated seven-day period, which must include at least one full day of a lockdown event when comparing against turnover achieved during the same seven-day period in July or August 2019, or if the 2019 period does not indicate a typical weekly turnover, for example, for a recently started small business or business that has experienced structural changes, you can include another comparable period, for example, the same period in July or August of 2020. Now, the same detailed eligibility criteria applies to non-employing sole traders, of course, not the employing people requirement, but in addition to that, they won't be eligible for the grant, which is $1,000, if their income is solely made up of any of the following passive income sources, earnings from rental properties, interest earned on investments, and dividends. So that will automatically rule them out of that $1,000 grant if they are a passive business as opposed to an actively trading business. If they've received an Australian government COVID-19 disaster payment, then they also will be ineligible and if they're received or are eligible for another COVID-19 business support grant, they also won't be eligible for the $1,000 grant. Applications close on the 16th of November 2021, so still plenty of time, just under three months in actual fact. 
until they slam the door shut on these grant applications. So no need to panic just yet, Queenslanders. You've still got plenty of time. So much time, in fact, that I won't go through the detailed application process right now. If you do want to go ahead and start your application, you can just create a profile at the Queensland Rural and Industry Development Authority portal and then go ahead and complete the questionnaire and provide the supporting documentation accordingly. Any further inquiries, you are welcome to contact Business Queensland on 13QGov, that is 137468. Now, from one side of the country all the way to the other, from the east to the west, from Brisbane to Perth, from Queensland to Western Australia. It's one of the longest flights you can ever experience domestically here in Australia, the Brisbane to Perth flight, or at least you could pre-pandemic. Anyway, I digress. So yes, the focus now on Western Australia. Now, I won't torture you with any audio from Premier Mark McGowan. I will spare you that pain, okay? But what I will announce, though, is the funding that is currently in play from the last lockdown that took place in late June, the SNAP lockdown that Perth and Peel regions experienced. So... The Small Business Lockdown Assistance Grant Round 2 was announced on the 9th of July 2021, which will provide assistance of $3,000 to small businesses in Perth, Peel and regional Western Australia in specific industry sectors most severely impacted by the four-day lockdown. So the eligibility criteria for this is from... The start of the lockdown period of 12.01am on Tuesday the 29th of June 2021, your business needed to be located within Western Australia, you needed to have an annual turnover of $75,000 or more and be registered for GST, sound familiar, have a valid and active ABN, sound familiar, have an Australia-wide payroll of less than $4 million in the 2019 and 2020 financial year, that's not as familiar, that used to be a benchmark for older rounds of grants elsewhere in the country, but others have since gone to $10 million, but Western Australia has kept theirs at $4 billion. And you also need to be able to provide evidence that the primary business activity fits into one of the following industries. So for Perth, Peel and Rottnest regions, if your business is located in any of those areas, your primary business activity must be in one of the following ANZIC industry categories to be eligible for this grant. Cafes and restaurants, catering services, clubs in the hospitality sector, pubs, taverns and bars, bakeries, florists, hairdressing and beauty services, specialised food retailing, accommodation, scenic and sightseeing transport, amusement parks and centres, health and fitness centres and gyms, outdoor recreational activities, sport and physical recreation, creative artists, musicians, writers and performers, performing arts operations, performing arts venues, cinemas, food wholesalers, goods and equipment rental, pet boarding and grooming, marriage celebrants, and tattoo and piercing, which all fall into other services. As far as regional Western Australia is concerned, so areas outside Perth, Peel and Rottnest, if your business is located in any of those areas, so anywhere else in regional Western Australia, then your primary business activity must be in one of the following ANZIC industry categories. There's not as many as for Perth, Peel and Rottnest. Cafes and restaurants, catering services, clubs in the hospitality sector, pubs, taverns and bars, specialised food retailing, accommodation, scenic and sightseeing transport, amusement parks and centres, outdoor recreational activities, 
creative artists, musicians, writers and performers, performing arts operations and performing arts venues. Now, you need to have either suffered a financial loss as a direct result of the lockdown period, such as the loss of perishable goods or incurred costs associated with cancelled bookings, or experienced at least a 30% reduction in turnover compared to the prior week due to the restricted trading conditions. Now, businesses must be able to provide evidence of this financial loss or reduction in turnover if requested and retain these records for 12 months from the date the grant was approved as applications will be subject to audit. Now, if you are going to go down the 30% reduction in turnover route, the comparative period is the week immediately prior to the lockdown period. So the lockdown period, just to reiterate, is from 12.01 a.m. on Tuesday, the 29th of June, 2021, until 12.01 a.m. on Tuesday, the 6th of July, 2021. So the comparative period will be the immediate week prior to that, starting on Tuesday, the 22nd of June. Applications must be received by no later than 11.59pm on Tuesday the 31st of August 2021, so that's next Tuesday coming. Late or incomplete applications will not be considered, but if you do get your application in on time, they will be reviewed as quickly as possible and you will be notified of the result, that way you can get your money as quickly as possible. Now to apply, you will submit an application via the Smarty Grants website, so there is a link on the Small Business Development Corporation website where you find the information on the Small Business Lockdown Assistance Grant. So you just got to go to smallbusiness.wa.gov.au forward slash lockdown hyphen assistance to be able to find this grant and then scroll down to the bottom and click the Smarty Grants link. You will then be asked to create a new Smarty Grants profile. If you haven't already done so, you can register for one. Otherwise, you just log in and click on a new submission. Now, Smarty Grants is used Australia-wide, so you have to do a little bit of digging to find the correct grant here, but it shouldn't be too hard to find. It is on the main page once you get into the Smarty Grants portal. And then once you are in, you will then be given a little code just in case you do get locked out of your application due to inactivity. Uh, that will be sent to your email address and you can just plug that code back in again and pick up where you left off. Once you're in, you'll be asked a series of questions that if you answer no to any of them, you'll be stopped dead in your tracks and won't be able to continue on with the application. So the questions are, is the business located within Western Australia? Do you have an annual turnover of 75,000 and be registered for GST? So 75,000 or more, of course. Do you have a valid and active ABN? Do you have an Australia-wide payroll of less than $4 million in a 2020 financial year? Can you provide evidence that the primary business activity fits into one of the industry activities listed in the terms and conditions, depending on your business location? And has the business suffered a financial loss as a direct result of the lockdown, such as loss of perishable goods or incurred costs associated with cancelled bookings, or experienced at least a 30% reduction compared to the prior week in turnover due to restricted trading conditions? And then finally, do you agree to the program's terms and conditions? Say yes to all of them, and you're off to the main application page where you'll be asked the following. Did you apply for the Small Business Lockdown Assistance Grant Program Round 1, which was over the Anzac Day long weekend? This information will assist the West Australian Government in assessing your new application. So if you say yes to that, what was the application number? It will start with lag and then the numbers accordingly. If you didn't, then that's okay. Continue on. Please select the main business trading location. So you've got Perth, Peel or Rottnest. 
or you can choose Regional Western Australia. Please provide a description of the activities undertaken by the business and be specific. So just don't state only the business name here. Give a few words in this one. You are limited between 50 and 250 characters. So a bit of a Twitter message version of what you do will be required in that field. Then you will select the primary business activity from the industry codes that are available on the page. So you pick the primary one accordingly. So say for example, accommodation. Then you put in your business trading name, which will be the name on the front of the shop or restaurant or the name used when advertising your business. So your legal trading name. Then your business ABN, which you've got the lookup tool as well to verify that it is valid. Your business trading address, which is the location where the business actually operates. And if it operates from several locations, just state your primary address. So your main one goes in that box. And then you have to answer a few questions relating to your business online presence. Now, this is just a system in assessing your application as well. Does the business have a website? Again, it's yes or no, but it is a question that they do require you to answer. Is the business on Facebook? Is the business on Instagram? say yes or no accordingly to either of those and they're both optional questions as well. I don't have the little red star next to them. Please provide links to any other social presence the business may have such as Google My Business, TikTok or LinkedIn. Again, that is optional. And then finally down the bottom, you will put in your bank details, your BSB and account number and account name and attach a bank statement to verify that those details are correct. And then you will certify the application with the nominated applicant's details and what their position is in relation to the business. You've got the business owner, a business employee. That's something we haven't seen in other state grant applications yet that the business employee can apply. Accountant, tax agent, bookkeeper or someone else who is legally authorised to make the application on your behalf. And you'll just, all you have to do there is state who that person is and what they do when you click the other option. Nominated applicant's primary phone number, email address, and Western Australian driver's license number as well. On top of all of that, your date of birth, and then tick the yes, I agree option when you confirm this is all true and correct and it follows all the terms and conditions and that you acknowledge if you reply and you provide false or misleading information, you could be committing fraud under the Criminal Code Act 1913 and be subject to criminal penalties. I don't want to scare you off with that. I know you're doing the right thing. So go ahead and finish it all off, then click next page and then review it all and finally submit. And finally, just the other day, there was an announcement made about the WA Tourism and Travel Agent Support Fund 2021, where there will be one-off cash payments of between $2,000 and $10,000 that will be made available to accommodation providers, travel agents, tourism attractions and experiences, tours and transport services which have been impacted by the ongoing lockdowns across Australia, including travel and transfer. Now, the full eligibility criteria and guidelines and application processes have not yet been made available, so please do check out the tourism.wa.gov.au website to find out more with regards to this grant and when you can apply for it. But from what we do know at the moment, impacted sole traders can receive $2,000. So these are for sole traders or for businesses that do not employ staff that have been impacted by a reduction in turnover by 30% or more. 
impacted small business operators can also receive $2,000. And this is for employing businesses with an annual turnover between $50,000 and $100,000 and have been impacted by a reduction in turnover by 30% or more. Impacted small businesses with employees can receive $5,000 if they have an annual turnover of more than $100,000 and up to $1 million and have been impacted by a reduction in turnover by 30% or more. And impacted medium businesses can receive $10,000 if they have an annual turnover of more than $1 million and up to $10 million and have been impacted by a reduction in turnover by 30% or more. Now, the reduction in turnover will be for a comparative period prior to the 26th of June, 2021. And for the purposes of this grant, annual turnover means for the 2019 or 2020 financial years. Once again, applications not yet open. Please do keep in touch with tourism.wa.gov.au to find out when they do. If you like, you can send an email to tourismfund at westernaustralia.com. Let's now look at things up in the top end, the Northern Territory, who have only just come out of lockdowns in both Greater Darwin and the Catherine region. Chief Minister Michael Gunner has announced a new round of the Territory Business Lockdown Payment, which has been established to provide immediate financial support to businesses during this most recent lockdown period. This payment is an amount of $1,000, and those who are eligible will need to submit a simple online application via, once again, the Smarty Grants portal. So I won't go through the details of the application there. It's pretty similar to what I just mentioned for the Western Australian grant. Now, impacted businesses can apply for the payment even if they have accessed a payment in the first round. This has been available since the 17th of August and applications close at 5pm on Friday the 27th of August. So guess what? As soon as this podcast episode drops, you pretty much only got that one day up to close of business to get your application in. That is 5pm Australian Central Standard Time. So it is Northern Territory Time. So half an hour behind the Eastern Standard Time. Now, those territory businesses that have been approved for the lockdown payment and have been directed to stay closed by the Chief Health Officer due to extended COVID-19 restrictions will be contacted about the extended closure payment, which is in the pipeline. This is a $2,000 one-off extended closure payment, which will be in addition to this lockdown payment of $1,000, which will bring total support to $3,000 for eligible businesses such as gyms and markets who must remain closed. Now, an eligible business must be all of the following. A territory enterprise holding a valid ABN at the date of announcement of the lockdown, located within a declared lockdown area, was providing goods and or services to the public wholly or substantially in the Northern Territory as at the date of announcement of the lockdown, has been actively trading with an annual turnover of at least $75,000, is that magical number again, and less than $10 million, has fewer than 20 full-time equivalent employees, so we're definitely going for the much smaller businesses in this one, and has had to temporarily cease or significantly reduce trading as a direct result of the lockdown. For example, they've suffered a drop of 50% or more in turnover. Who cannot apply? Any workers employed by a business or employer are not eligible to participate in the program. To be eligible, they must have a valid legal entity and meet the requirements of an eligible business. So employees, they would, of course, look at the COVID-19 disaster payment if they've lost hours due to that lockdown. 
But remember, there's only a short window of opportunity to apply for this grant. In actual fact, from the time that this recording drops on the major podcast platforms, you may only have mere hours before the applications close. So get in quick, Territorians. So from one territory to the other, the home of our nation's capital in Canberra, the home of Federal Parliament House, the Australian Capital Territory, otherwise affectionately known as the ACT. So Chief Minister Andrew Barr has announced a couple of grants here, one for employing businesses and one for non-employing businesses. Let's start off with employing businesses who can receive a grant of up to $10,000 over the current three-week lockdown period. The applications for these are now open and they close at 5pm on the 7th of October 2021. So still a bit of time up our sleeves for it. I won't go through the full detail of the application right now. But businesses must meet all the eligibility criteria, including having a valid and active ABN as recorded on the Australian Business Register and be registered for GST on or before April 2021, so quite a few months back, and be able to demonstrate primary operation in the ACT as at the 1st of April 2021. So it's a bit stricter than some of the other grants that we've mentioned in this episode and in earlier episodes for New South Wales and Victoria. So there you go. Tightening the screws there in the nation's capital. They must have an annual turnover of more than, you guessed it, $75,000, excluding GST, in either the 2020 financial year or the 2021 financial year. So when I said excluding GST, I don't mean that you don't have to be registered. Of course, you've got to be registered. It's $75,000 is your net takings after you take GST out of the equation. So in other words, if you include GST, then it would be $82,500 inclusive would be your turnover threshold to meet. Okay, so take the GST component out of that, which is $7,500, and that gives you your $75,000 that you need to meet to be eligible. You need to also employ people in the ACT. Remember, this is for employing businesses and have a total annual Australian wages bill of less than $10 million in the 2020 financial year or the 2021 financial year. So there's another little change as well compared with some of the other grants I mentioned earlier. You also have the 2021 financial year to use to meet the wages threshold of less than $10 million. Businesses will need to provide evidence of a 30% reduction in turnover revenue in a consecutive seven-day period in the declared lockdown, which started on Friday the 13th of August and is due to end on Thursday the 2nd of September, so the same time as when Victoria's lockdown is due to end, after Chief Minister Barr the other day announced that the lockdown in the ACT will definitely not end before that date. The comparative period is any consecutive seven-day period in April 2021 to August 2021 for which comparable business activity would have occurred. Now, it's interesting that the guidelines don't actually give specific dates for the comparative period, but it's safe to assume it will be any consecutive seven-day period from the 1st of April 2021 up until the day before the lockdown began. So that would be the 12th of August. 2021. So use that range to pick out your comparative seven-day period from and compare that with any seven-day consecutive period within the current lockdown. There is no restriction on which businesses can apply for this grant. So there's no specific ANZIC code list, unlike with certain other grants around the country. So it's an open season for businesses in the ACT, as long as they do primarily operate in the ACT and 
had can demonstrate the drop in turnover accordingly. So they only need to apply once. Uh, some confusion as to whether or not there needs to be weekly applications for each week of the lockdown. No, it's just a once-off application and a once-off payment of $10,000 if you are eligible. Now, for non-employing businesses who are eligible for the $4,000 grant, the eligibility criteria is exactly the same, except, of course, for the employing people requirements. So you must not have employed anyone as at the 1st of April 2021 in order to fall into the non-employing business category. Applications close at 5pm on the 7th of October 2021. So still plenty of time for our friends in the ACT to submit their application. A little over a month to go with the applications there. Once again, the portal is the Smarty Grants portal. So similar to Western Australia and the Northern Territory, you shouldn't find too many differences between what I explained for the Western Australian grant application and what you would experience with this one. Probably the ANZICS code requirement would be the main one that you don't have to worry about for this grant, for the ACT. Otherwise, everything else wouldn't be too dissimilar to the layout of the Western Australian grant application. So the questions may be a bit different, but in terms of following the prompts and the overall layout of the application portal, it's through Smarty Grants, so expected to be very similar. Now, that's mainland Australia taken care of, but I haven't forgotten about our friends down in the Apple Isle across Bass Strait in the beautiful state of Tasmania. Just because you haven't experienced your own separate lockdown, you've only gone through the nationwide lockdown back when the pandemic first started, it doesn't mean that you go without any business support funding because, of course, businesses in Tasmania have been severely impacted by the restrictions imposed on the mainland and therefore the restrictions imposed to the other states by Premier Peter Goodwin, especially when it comes to travel into Tasmania. So on Friday the 13th of August, the Tasmanian and Australian governments announced a jointly funded $20 million business support package entitled the Business Hardship Border Closure Critical Support Grant. This grant program will be targeted at businesses operating in the tourism, hospitality, arts and events, seafood and transport sectors, including hire car and coach tours, and other businesses that are impacted by the lockdowns and border restrictions that are in place in other states. The grant scaling will be informed by business annual turnover. So there are three tiers of grants in play. Sole traders or small business operators can go for the $2,000 grant, and these are sole traders or businesses that do not employ staff with an annual turnover of $50,000 or more and have been impacted by a reduction in turnover by 30% or more. Impacted small businesses with employees can receive a $5,000 grant. Now, these are businesses that employ staff with annual turnover above $100,000 and up to $1 million and have been impacted by a reduction in turnover by 30% or more. And impacted medium businesses can go for a $10,000 grant. And this is for businesses that employ staff with annual turnover above $1 million, but no more than $10 million and have been impacted by a reduction in turnover by 30% or more. Now, the reduction in turnover needs to have occurred as a direct result of lockdowns and border closures in other states. So remember that Tasmania themselves, ever since the pandemic began and ever since the whole nation at the same time was in lockdown, have never gone back 
into lockdown themselves. But because of what has happened on the mainland, sadly, their businesses and economy has suffered as a result of a reduction in the number of visitors being able to travel to Tasmania and or a reduction in the ability to provide, sell or import and export goods and services. Now, the guidelines state that applications will be required to provide supporting evidence to demonstrate a reduction in turnover of 30% or more for the entire period from Saturday the 26th of June 2021 to Friday the 13th of August 2021. So there's no cherry picking of one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever here. It's the entire period from the 26th of June to the 13th of August. So there's an interesting twist in that tale. This period should be compared with the same length of period from Saturday the 8th of May 2021 to Friday the 25th of June 2021. So the period immediately before the announced impacted period is what you'll be testing against. Applications close at 2pm on Thursday the 16th of September 2021. So you've still got a few weeks up your sleeve to get your application in before that deadline. Now, the application portal, give you a few seconds to have a guess here. Do, 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 do. Smarty Grants, of course, yes. Like Western Australia, like the Northern Territory and like the Australian Capital Territory, Tasmania uses the Smarty Grants portal to make applications. So, again, no need to really go into detail about how that works. Now, given the way that the grants are structured here, it's very similar to the Northern Territory tiers of grants. So expect to see similar questions to what are being asked in the Northern Territory, especially given the annual turnover thresholds as well. They are pretty much exactly the same as they are in the Northern Territory. Now, if you have read the guidelines and are not eligible for any of these grants, you are invited to fill in an impact registration form, which will take you to the... Tasmanian Government's Emergency Form for Business Tasmania section. And you can fill that out online and inform the government of your current situation to see whether or not you may be able to get specific assistance down the track outside of this program. So it's a nice little initiative there from the Tasmanian Government to say, look, you may not be eligible under this criteria, but we might still be able to help you in some other way. Now it's time to cue the music. Here we go. Okay, let's have a look at the time clock. One hour and 26 minutes. Now that's more like a COVID-19 financial support episode of Shooting for the Stars. <laughs> but hey, every second has been absolutely worth it, bringing you all the information with regards to the main grants that are on offer around this entire country of ours. And now you are fully up to date. And if we do find out any further information and new grants that are announced in the coming weeks, We'll be sure to bring them to you in a new series of COVID-19 financial support payments. In the meantime, though, if you do need any assistance with your grant application or just any other information in general, don't hesitate to give us a call at 0350186444 or drop us an email at admin at scba.com.au or check out our website at www.scba.com.au. Unfortunately, we still can't welcome you into our offices at 234 Deakin Avenue, Muldura, but soon enough, we will be able to. Until next time, our clients have always got life goals and we're here to help them identify and achieve them. Goodbye.